Los Angeles, 1997. It's the hottest summer on record. Pollution is choking the city. The gangs control the streets, as bad as things are. They're about to get worse. Much worse. Whoever did this took out four men armed with machine guns by hand. You don't know what you're dealing with. Other world life forms drawn by heat and conflict. Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton. Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill this Thanksgiving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. Uh, I'm Cody Lindley, as always. And I am Ryan Kampmeyer, as always. Never anyone else. Did I steal your aunt? I feel like. No, I don't care. I you don't can have my aunt. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Go for it. Hey, what's your favorite Beatles song? Uh, hold, hold my aunt. <laughs> hey. All right, take it back. You can have my aunt. <laughs> and today on the podcast. We are joined by comedian, amazing friend, perennial giggler, Stella Warren. <laughs> Hi, did you just call me a perennium? Perennial. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's more of a boisterous laugh than a giggle. <laughs> no, it's for sure a boisterous laugh. Right. I just thought giggler was a fun word. Yeah. Oh, I'm the giggler. Batman, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome, Stella. Thanks for being yeah. here. Today, we're going to be discussing Predator 2. You are one ugly mother. Um, but before we dive into all that, as you guys know, we are strapped for podcast, so we have to seek out sponsors. Ryan, who should we be sponsored by this week? This is not about money. This is about power. Today we should be sponsored by Fly Swatters that automatically swat you in the face when you make too many puns. There's <laughs> like nothing it. that actually exists. But no, actually, I think we should be sponsored by uh, ENTs. That's ear, nose and throat doctors. I recently <laughs> had uh, sinus surgery and I can actually breathe out of my left nostril now. So I'm I'm running twin turbos now. Before I was on a I was just a single Single nostril fella for a while, but now I'm breathing out of both, baby. Yeah, so sneezes. Watch out. Painful. <laughs> I was, I was Painful actually, and gross. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you seem to be flying on twin turbos today. You really. Yeah. I love it. It's, Thank you. It's made such a difference. And Stella, um, who do you think we should be sponsored by, pal? Um, due to the movie that I just saw about 69 hours ago and 420 seconds ago, nice. um, Predator 2, I think we should be sponsored by, uh, bulletproof jackets because <laughs> they're not just for humans anymore. They're not. They're for cars as well. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> I, I, when that moment happened, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. And then I understood more, but yeah. I still was like. Do you think he just did it and they were like, keep it in, keep yeah. it in. It was pretty cool. Um, wow. I love it. Um, I'm, I think we should be sponsored by the guild of uh, renegade cops. <laughs> they're yeah. here. They disagree with their sergeant and damn it. They're going to get it done. <laughs> oh yeah. 
They they fucking they fucking love that. Yeah, shit. they love literally like I I I a little spoiler alert. I mean, we're gonna get into initial thoughts, but I loved Danny Glover in this. I actually really oh, yeah, um, he's great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's so amazing. good. He's really good. But wait till you see his other stuff. <laughs> this is not my first Danny Glover experience. Um, I would love if this is the first time you saw Danny Glover in any movie. I was as like, a thirty. Three-year-old? Yeah, 33. Watching Predator 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, due God. to the deep dive that I've done, which I do over anything that scares me and is new, I did a deep dive on this film, and Danny Glover said that this is his favorite performance of his, himself. Yeah, one of two, one of two, because he said he, like, actually got to be, um, like, be as much himself as he wanted to be. I was great. Quote, it was like, you got to be... The baddest guy in that person's space. And I was the baddest guy yeah. in his space. And he's talking about a predator. He's not even talking about like a historic. He's like, I was like, you'll do what I say. I'm like, that's true. He would. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Um, Kicking ass. Yeah, it's good. Also, uh, Danny Glover. I, I don't watch SNL much these days, but Danny Glover was the subject of one of my favorite monologue jokes in recent years. Uh, when Donald Glover was hosting, he went, I know what you're all thinking. And yes. I am Danny Glover's father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great joke. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny, though. I will say I you know, grew up with Danny Glover, grew up watching him and Lethal Weapon clearly, I think, is with this type of movie, what comes to mind. But one of my favorite performances and the one I always think of, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God, I forgot he's in that. Yeah, he's yeah. so great. Yeah, he's great. What okay. a sweetie pie he is in that movie. Stella, so now that we're all gushing about Danny Glover, <laughs> what are your initial thoughts about the film Predator 2? Hey, kids. Welcome to the war. Okay, so the first time I watched it, um, <laughs> I was slightly distracted by some drama that was happening in my personal life. And then I, wa- I rewatched it and I liked it a lot better the second time around because the, the way that it's lit is really pretty it's it's got like that 80s 90s cusp sort of feel but it's like sort of futuristic and in that way as well but it's just like really like 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 almost like a new age noir sort of feel that i really like and everybody's so sweaty yeah everybody's really sweaty (laughs) it's so interesting to me that they were like because you know it says 1997 yeah at the beginning it's in the future it's and like, place in exactly the future. and i was like oh it must have come out in like 97 or something <laughs> and i'm and they're like gangs have taken over la which don't get me wrong like gangs in la not something that doesn't happen but it did feel so much like a noir because they were like everybody's got a grenade launcher in seven years <laughs> I, I also love that they went to the future and they're like not too far though yeah, let's just go yeah. less than a decade but not we not, go not half a de- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah, it's just such an interesting choice to decide seven years because yeah. the, I, I couldn't tell if the guns looked futuristic to me or just bigger. Like they were like, yeah, in seven years, <laughs> all the single handed pistols, they, I was like, they have hand cannons. Um, I'm so sorry, but uh, Stella, did you have any other initial thoughts we got to talk um, about? Initial thoughts. I, I liked that the Predator didn't stay and his uh, gooey abyss for so long. He looks like, he does look like goo, right? When he's invisible. Or is it just me? Oh yeah, it's just me. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I mean, I, like I get that, what you mean. I like that we see the costume. I like that we see, because mm. there's so much work that goes into like that sort of stuff and I want to see it. I don't want him to be invisible the whole time. So I'm glad that they, they made him visible for a lot more of the movie. Um, 
It was confusing <laughs> Gary Busey and why he was there and what his deal was and what faction of the government he comes from mm-hmm. and what that whole storyline was about. I Even on the second time through, I'm like, who are these people? Where did they come from? I know they probably need like the technology or something, whatever, that sort of trope. Mm-hmm. But it just was so confusing <laughs> why he was there in the first place. He's just a classic alien hunting government agent. You know, that branch. Yeah, of yeah. But no, okay. you're right. Like, yeah. They knows. never explain they it. They never explain I th- it. I think they mention it like the beginning of the film after like the first big shootout that he's DEA. But like, why would he be investigating like this man? I mean, I guess he's going after like organized crime that's selling drugs. But yeah, it did feel weird. Like, why is he the like? Head honcho hunting this guy with steam. <laughs> now, I will say this. That's a primary weapon against the predator in this movie, by the way. Spoiler alert, it's steam. Um, I will say, though, Ryan, I want to hear your initial thoughts right after you answer this question. But do you think he really was with the DEA or that was like, because I agree, they say that. But then I was like, surely that was just a excuse because of the games. Yeah. OK, I was also very confused. And one of the most confusing things throughout the movie was not like who he was or what he was doing. That was confusing. But even more confusing was like, is he bad? Like they kind of pinned him against Danny Glover. But when they go meet in like the movie trailer before they shoot him with fog machines, (laughs) they're like, you know, they kind of he's like actually tracking him and like trying to get him. But I guess it comes out that like he's trying to capture him. And Danny Glover's like, no, we got to kill this guy. So, yeah, it's it's confusing. Uh, to say the least. Also, if you look closely in their standoff when Danny Glover has him by the neck and he's like looking out the door, <laughs> he's got one hand with a gun and one hand on Gary Beast's neck. <laughs> they, they cut away and they cut back and now he's like holding his shirt, but Busey is still talking like he's holding by the neck. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can we move? My arm is falling. Asleep. That, that was a full on Gary Busey choice that he made too. like, there's no way that was scripted. He's just like, I'm just going to keep doing this because I'm weird ass Gary Busey. That's hilarious. Um, OK, yeah, I, I agree. So my initial thoughts, um, you know, I liked the movie. I like the movie a lot. It, it is so interesting, though, because it like Predator one, the first half is giving you like sweaty guys an action movie. And then I think it kind of subverts it to be like, all these guys are taken down by like this quiet, stealthy predator. And it's kind of more of a thriller, Mm -hmm. um, which was kind of cool. And Arnold Schwarzenegger has to like fight using, you know, like tactics instead of raw gunmanship. And then this one, they're like, absolutely not. This is everyone's going to die all the time. And it's going to be the most violent. Almost like horror, like a couple of the shots almost were like a horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. the hanging bodies and oh, everything like yeah. that. That was cool. Yeah. And the subway scene where he just like, oh, goes yeah, the ham subway on scene people. Was really cool. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like a good movie in that, like, I don't think it is as capital G good of a movie as the first one, mm-hmm. but it is such a good popcorn movie. Like I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I could watch this again. Um, this is insane. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, those. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get more into the recap rating. But yeah, I oh, we're about to get into um, characters. And can I start? Because there's a character I wanted to. No, start. you can't start. I haven't done my initial thoughts yet. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you did. You, you just said you were confused. You asked me, <laughs> you, you asked me a single a, a question about Gary Busey. I understand. But I thought your initial thoughts were that you were just confused. No, no, movie. no. My initial thoughts are that I like this movie. Uh, I like that. 
they went to a different environment. I think it was cool that they left the jungle and went to the city. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And also, uh, I like who the predator is sort of up against these days. Like it kind of feels like book smarts versus street smarts. Like the first one was book smarts. Cause you have like all these super like ultra elite soldiers. And then this one you have more like, you know, there's obviously like high ranking cops and stuff like that. But then, you know, there's a lot of like organized crime and stuff like that. So it just feels uh, like that. And yeah, I don't know. Danny Glover kicks ass in this. I know we're talking, we're kind of talking shit about Gary Busey, but I always love to see him on the screen. That guy's a, that guy is something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Sorry, Cody. Go no, ahead you're and... fine, Ryan. The greatest tragedy of this podcast is you'll never get to discuss Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey and Kurt Russell in Point Break because it's not a franchise. That is, um, that is the saddest thing. <laughs> well, can it be a franchise with Roadhouse? <laughs> it could, we could make an argument that it's part of the Fast and Furious franchise because oh, the yeah. first Fast and Furious franchise was supposed to just be a remake of Point Break, and there then you go. it turned into the monster that it is. <laughs> That's true. That is, the, and that's our Moby Dick. I can't for those, wait for the months you're going to be spending. Exactly. That's our Moby Dick on so this long. podcast is one day we're going to do the Fast and the Furious movies and it will just be so massive and so fun. But mm-hmm. 10 films. Ew. Wow. And 11 because we have to include Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. We'll get around to it. Yeah. For sure. We'll get around Absolutely. To it. Uh, Ryan, do you have any other initial thoughts before I no, so rudely carry on ahead. to the next section? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, please <laughs> forgive our friend. Go no, for it. Shit happens. <laughs> so we'll talk characters. Wow, I'm so excited about this one character. It's not even Danny Glover. I'm going to start with Bill Paxton in this movie. I love. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, Danny Glover, we've already talked so much about him. He's the heart and soul of the film. But Bill Paxton is just given a full Bill Paxton here. For how much like people like, you know, Nick Cage is Nick Cage is yeah. such a thing. Why do we not feel that way about Bill Paxton? Because they just let him go in some movies and go. He does. <laughs> but yeah, I like this character a lot because like you think I kind of thought he might be the first one to die or something. But he it's a very small plot arc he goes in, but he does become part of the group. Like he's like, I'll prove my worth to you guys. And I do care about this team, but just starts out so abrasive and towards the end is still an abrasive character. But I like them. Stella, thoughts about Bill Paxton Bill in the Paxton. movie? rubbed me the wrong way the first time around that I saw this. It's like, oh, who is the stand-up comedian hack fucking um, 90s Def Jam comic douchebag? And then the second time around, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's Bill Paxton doing bits, and, and it's fine. <laughs> There's a character like that in the first one that's always, like, telling dirty jokes, too, and I'm like, is whoever's writing these movies, like, trying to like maybe break their way into comedy and they're just kind of like peppering in little nasty jokes here and there. Yeah, John and Jim Thomas, who who wrote the original Predator and wrote Predator 2 and get this, Wild Wild West. Oh, Oh. you know what though? I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) You're telling me that. So they're just not good at comedy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts on uh, Bill Paxton's Jerry Lambert? I'll let you take it away. <laughs> Sounds like an NCAA coach, Jerry Lambert. Yeah. Right? Anyways, uh, what do I think about Bill Paxton in this movie? Yeah, he's ridiculous. I'm like, did he, it was his inspiration for this role Donald Duck? <laughs> like, he's just like, he's just like a hook type of energy in this, uh, which like kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a nice juxtaposition to like Danny Glover and like 
a lot of the other higher ranking police officers that are like stone faced, like stoic and serious. Uh, so it's cool. I really like Bill Paxton. Um, but yeah, he he nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The lady, you are under arrest. And she said, why? I said, because your husband is dead. You killed him. And you know what she said without missing a beat? Uh, no. She said, nice to have that son of a bitch plenty of times. He never died on me before. Brian, kick us off for Danny Glover's character. Danny Glover, Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. I mean, D- Danny Glover is just awesome. Uh, like, I, I'm trying to think of like a movie Danny Glover that I've seen him in where I don't like the movie or I don't like his performance. Uh, yeah, he's great. And he, uh, you know, we mentioned Lethal Weapon, so, you know, not his first time playing a cop. Although I think uh, this character is a little bit different than, um, you know, I think his character in this more so matches. He's not as much of a loose like I wouldn't even say he's a loose cannon like, you know, uh, that one guy in uh, Lethal Weapon. That's not Danny Glover. You know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah, you know, I, I did like how he is very much like taking the law into his own hands, but he's just a good cop. Like there's that one moment where they're just like listing off all of his rap sheets and he's a cop. So maybe he's done some fucked up stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 for sure. But also like, you know, it was just like, you know, he, he he did this, 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 this and this. But it's also like, yeah, but then like the, you know, then the lieutenant or his captain or whoever like is making the argument. But like, yeah, he's got the best arrest record. Like he is a good cop. And yeah, I just kind of love similar to what we were talking about last episode with Bill Duke, where it's like he'll he's the like put my own life on the line type of guy. Like we were talking about the bull professed, you know, Dan Glover, like the first shootout there, the cops have just been pinned down. They're getting mowed down left and right. Kind of. And then Danny Glover just drives his car <laughs> up right to them. And like, just kind of does a few somersaults and starts blasting people with a shotgun. So yeah, Danny Glover, two thumbs up. Stelly. <laughs> Thank you. I do need to be introduced. <laughs> um, my thoughts on Danny Glover. I think he's an incredible actor. The man has range. Yeah. The first time I ever saw him was in The Color Purple, of course, as just a monster of a human being. And then in this movie, uh, total left turn, just like, what, six years later as a, as an action star. Yeah. And, like, incredible. Good for him. Also, off camera, he's an amazing guy. He's a humanitarian, an activist. He does a lot of... Um, political stuff that is the term <laughs> and uh he's just an all-around good human being need him more where is he what's he doing let's call him up let's get him in more things he's too old for this shit. <laughs> oh that's so good she set you up so good for that um wow sorry to cut you off stella <laughs> no that was i think that i think that was perfect um what a button um, so, yeah, I mean, Danny Glover, I think another thing they say about his character early on that, like, lets us know and like kind of through some of his other dialogue is that he really cares about the community. And he's like mm-hmm. really wants to solve this gang problem because he you know, they're like, um, I forget the not his captain, but like the assistant chief or whoever it is, is like, you begged me to give you this post and I put my butt on the line and this is what I get. So, you know, that like he asked to be there. He asked for him and his men yeah. and women to be there to fight the problem. And like, you know, he's like, anytime they run into bureaucracy, he's like, this is just going to get worse and more lives are going to be on the line, um, on the line. So uh, 
yeah, I just think like, yeah, he plays the renegade cop with a heart of gold really well. And um, spoiler uh, alert, people die in this movie every time <laughs> somebody that he's close to dies. He like plays it with enough catharsis that he's not just like a meathead action hero. Like he cares. And it's um, yeah, I think it's really good. There's no room for showboats. Anyone looking to prove himself. I won't stand for it. Yeah, I will have to say, though, the time of the movie that it was living in well, and in the location that it was in, just with, you know, the Rodney King of it all, mm-hmm. um, it seemed a little copagandy and in sure. that way. Um, oh. So I don't like that too much. The portrayal of the gangs in this is very not good. I, I don't think that would hold up. I was going to talk no. about that more in my recap no, rating. But yeah, I think we will get there in the recap rating, not to not cut it off because you could talk yeah, about it if you want. Absolutely. But I totally agree with you. There's a lot of propaganda, a lot of um, Roger Ebert in his um, review even said, like, I think like I get the idea that the predator is a different predator and it's designed differently. But he felt like there was racial undertones to, per- to be like, look, he's also um, bad because he represents kind of young African-American male. And it was like, oh, I actually, you know, for as much as I said this, I mean, it is a good movie. It's fun to watch yeah. popcorn movie, but like that is definitely something that did not age well. Speaking of people that didn't age well, Gary Busey. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Ryan. You were saying something. Oh, no, 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 you're good. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll kind of talk about that kind of stuff in my in my recap as well. But uh, I already talked at length about Gary Busey. Stella, did you have any other thoughts about Gary Busey? <laughs> no, I, I think I laid it out about Gary Busey. Cody, what do, what do you got about I mean, good old yeah. Gary Buse? Yeah, I mean, he's so fu- he is just he's an actor that's fun to watch. Um, I think it's a cool subversion that we think he's there just to kind of argue the jurisdiction. I think it could have been done better, like you guys were saying. But I like when he finally is like, listen, I get that you're not going to let this go anymore and your people have died. So I'm going to level with you. Um, We're after this alien. And then I like the still the difference that he's like, oh, no, we're after him to get his weapons and capture him. Danny Glover's like this would like you can't hold a force like this, you know. Um, so I think he still plays like a good morally gray character within the context of the story. Like, mm. you know, he does help Danny Glover and stuff, but he is kind of in the way. And then he's his motivations still don't align. But yeah, I mean, very fun to watch. You got a big nose and you're sticking it too far in my business. Now, maybe you can hear this. The next time you cross me, you're going to turn it missing. Feel good. Any other characters we want to talk about? Just one, because I have a recast for it. <laughs> Tony That's Pope. The, Tony Pope, the newsman. He is. Such a f- like fun recurring character because he is like not like everyone else, like other news people are like, get me out of here in the very beginning, which kind of like that moment. And then he's there and he's like, oh, 10 bodies. What's going to happen? L.A. is in danger. And he sounds kind of like a weird old politician the yeah. whole time. He's just <laughs> such a character. I don't even know the actor who played him, but it was very fun. Morton Downey Jr. Is the guy, no relation. Oh. Um, <laughs> is the guy who played him. He was the, he's known as the grandfather of trash TV. So perfect casting there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? That trash TV so being cool. like Springer? Yeah. So okay. he predates Springer and he's sort of on the okay. same level as that. Stella, thank uh, you for this deep dive. Honestly, I'm telling you, anything you new and scary, I have to know everything about I it. I love it. It's great. Pony Pope, live with hardcore. I haven't seen it in your face. It's like Dante's hell down here. Smoke, fire, oppressive heat. As Colombian and Jamaican drug fiends once again transform the streets of L.A. into a slaughterhouse. 
Who the hell's in charge down here? The cops? Uh-uh. They're outmanned, outgunned, and incompetent. Mr. Mayor, on vacation in your home in Lake Tahoe, get off your butt, get down here, and declare martial law! But I don't know if you guys had anything else beyond that to say about him, but that was the only other character that I wanted to mention. I'll just talk about like the media in this movie in general. Like they're like almost vigilantes themselves. Like in that first shootout, the other one of the other reporters, it, there's like bullet. She's like dodging bolts and she's like, get me out of here. And they're like they're like going past police lines, to, like get footage of crime scenes and stuff. It is wacko. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they thought the media was going to change a lot in seven years in 1990. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it kind of was like that back then with paparazzi, yeah, you know, the whole Princess Diana thing. Like, news media outlets were fucking wild back then. Nobody yeah, had, like, any way to put a kibosh on, like, privacy towards people. Yeah. And it was all free game at that point. So, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's that far off. Speaking of things that are free game, we're about to move on to our three minute plot challenge and Stella, the entire plot is free game for you to tell us what happened, but only in the context of three minutes. OK, I think I can do this. Ryan, do you want to give a countdown? I have it up on my phone. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, two, uh, one. OK, so we open and it's the jungle or is it? It's actually the jungles of Los Angeles, the city in America. <laughs> Everybody's going crazy. There's there's gangs from Colombia. There's gangs from Jamaica. They're fighting. Who knows why the police show up? They're going at it. They're trying to put the kibosh on the whole situation. Danny Glover rams his car right into the middle of the action, pulls out his gun, starts shooting everybody. Oh, wait, there's more. There's also a predator on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shooting people too. And he kills the the Colombian guys like crazy. And then Danny Clover's on the roof with this guy and he can barely see him because he is invisible goo. And then uh the 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 guy he jumps and he dies. Okay, and now I have what how many minutes? Okay, cool. Okay, so fast forward. We're in the cop station. Bill Paxson's hamming it up, man. He's giving his best to impress the ladies. He's trying to get some pussy. <laughs> and um, uh in the background, everybody's sweaty. And uh it's uh it's oh, it's also the future. It's also the future. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we get a, a little Busey action. Danny Glover meets Gary Busey. We don't know where Gary Busey is from. We don't know his deal, but he's looking for the predator. And Danny Glover doesn't know it, but he's going to be looking for the predator. Um, cut to the wildest fucking sex scene that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> cut short by Jamaican gang lords coming to do a voodoo curse on the Colombian gangs. And then they get shot and everybody gets shot. And then we drop that plot line completely to follow the predator. And I have one minute left. And, um, so, uh, so, so, um, Danny Glover, a bunch of his friends are dead, goes on a train. He's not on the train, but Bill Paxton is. And so is the other lady lieutenant that we don't know her name because she's a lady. And <laughs> it's that time. Um, and they both die. Predator takes his skull and his um, his spinal cord as a prize. And then uh, Danny Glover 
Um, he has a showdown with Busey and the Predator, and uh, he he uh, taps the Predator's arm off, but the Predator gets away. He's click clacking with his little feet on the side of the, the building, and then he jumps into a, a bathroom, and he cauterizes his wound with, like, some fucking bath tile, and then um, they're on they're on the uh, the spaceship of the Predator, and uh, it's crazy, and they have a showdown, and then, like, the Predators are like, oh, you killed one of our own, so you get this gun? This is not good, Mike. Not good at all. And that is all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. I don't understand the gun. Because <laughs> I, I think they give trophies. Although you think they would give him something of the Predators. To be like, right. oh, here's one of our kill discs or something. Skulls, yeah. If they're so into skulls. They love skulls. They love skulls. First of all, there's one thing I have to call out before we talk about the very end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Stella said... Um, <laughs> Los Angeles, the city of America. And the way you said it made it sound like that's the tagline for the city of Los Angeles. It's like, come visit L.A., the city of America. (laughs) It's no longer the city of angels. It's the city of America. Um, Great job, Stella. Thank you. I assume you were emphasizing the point that there's not like a full jungle, like a mile outside of the city limits. Not that I'm uh, aware of. They do, they do show that palm tree to be like, oh, and then they go, JK, there's concrete yep. buildings, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, a great job. The only only last little thing is it's such a good line. The Danny Glover comes out covered in soot. Uh, they kind of all surround him. And then someone's like, ah, we were so close. And then he leaves. And Danny Glover, the last line of the movie, he says, oh, you'll get another chance. And then we didn't get a follow up to this movie. For so long, <laughs> like you do know they'll years. come. Yeah, you know they're coming back, so the line still works. But it's just such an obvious like. They were too line. busy writing Wild Wild West. I guess so. Yeah, they dropped. <laughs> well, one of the big things was they wanted an Alien versus Predator movie to happen a lot sooner, kind of like how a Freddy versus Jason movie was supposed to happen a lot sooner because they were owned by the same company. Mm-hmm. But then it got trapped in development hell, and that's why it didn't come out till much later. But that's a fun fact. Hey. Makes sense, man. All right. Nice. Should we do recap ratings? Okay. I will give this movie. Uh, I will give this movie uh, three out of five Bill Paxton uh, police station practice golf swings. But <laughs> 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 we see him doing it the very first. Uh, yeah. You know, this movie, I, I like this movie. Like I said, I think it's like a good juxtaposition to the first one. There's a lot that doesn't hold up. It's from 1990. Yeah, one thing I kind of talked about in the last episode was how like a lot of the, they'd had a pretty diverse cast and none of the characters outside of the one woman whose name we also don't know. Another issue uh, like aren't just there to be like black people or indigenous people or anything like that. And I don't think they I don't know if that I doubt that was intentional, but like, you know, for a movie that was made in 1987, it could have just been seven white dudes. Right. Even in this movie, too, like even the guy who plays the predator is black. Um but yeah, this movie definitely has a fuckload of people who are just playing stereotypes. Like everyone in both gangs, like thick Jamaican accents, like uh, a lot of a lot of stuff that's not cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It does have Danny Glover, who I think in over the course of his storied career, at least in the movies that I'm like come to mind when I think of him. Like, isn't ever really playing somebody who's just there to, like, be a stereotype, like, you know, in Lethal Weapon, even like, you know, he's a cop that has like a family and he's like an attentive dad. 
at a time where like movies were not portraying black men like that. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's more credit to Danny Glover than any other movie necessarily. But yeah, I don't know. I, I still like I was watching this movie and I was like, this is enjoyable. And it's nice to see that, like, from the first movie, like this is the follow up. It's like a different environment. But there's still a lot of the things about Predator that you like. Like he's got some new weapons. Like he uses that staff a bunch and stuff. And then there's also this sort of like the misdirection at the end where he like presses all the buttons and it does the countdown, which was how the first one ended, at least the Predator's time in the first one. And then like, nope, he got his arm chopped off. They're going to keep fighting. One thing that also confuses the ever living hell about me. Uh, this movie's also confusing, which is why I gave it three out of five. Why did they just leave at the end? Like the Predators just watched Danny Glover kill one of their own. And there's like eight of them. They could have eviscerated him in a split second. Unless I fell asleep for part of this movie, which I don't think I did. Uh, I don't know why that happened. Yeah. So, so they talk about this, I think, in a later movie, but they definitely don't cover it here. But like when a Predator goes to another planet, it's like a trial for that individual. So that's why, like, they're not interfering. You know what I mean? It's oh. that person's hunt. And if they got bested, the right that's why they give. Exactly. That's okay. why they give them the trophy. But I think it might have been in the novelization. It definitely is not addressed here. And I'm sure critics and other like people like broke it down. But like, would it have really killed you to like add a line? Um, I, I'm already talking, so I'll just go. I, I'm going to give it. Three out of five of the wildest sex scenes you've ever seen. Um, That's cocaine for you. <laughs> yeah, man. So many characters like when the shootout's about to happen, all the Colombian gang members just like grab coke and like one of them sniffs it and then slaps his chest. Another guy just sticks his whole face in. It's just wild. Um, three out of five. Um, yeah, because that's how you do cocaine. That's how you do cocaine. I assume. <laughs> It is an enjoyable, very fun action movie that um, is just so much more like violent and kind of like explodey than the first one, um, I guess. Well, than the second half of the first one. But yeah, I mean, I still really like it. You know, we've discussed some of it doesn't hold up. It's kind of confusing, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth a watch, I think. Stella? Yeah, I'm going to give it three out of five skulls. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Um, I agree. I agree that like it it's a little cartoony with the gang situations sort of over the top. Like the Jamaicans had those giant fucking weird joints that who's rolling joints like that? <laughs> they should be arrested. Um and then like the Colombian gang doing like obnoxious amounts of cocaine. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Um yeah, and then yeah, with the with the uh, the souvenirs that these these predators give out for like like why do, do they have just like like trunk loads of trinkets? So like, oh, well, in case one of us gets bested, here's like a Fabergé egg. Or you know, like I want to see like what other prizes they're giving out instead of like these crazy old guns and, and shit. Like, and also like why the gun? I don't understand. Like, why not his skull? Um, yeah. I would want his skull if I killed a predator and I, I would demand his skull, actually. Based um, on your logic, if they gave them a Fabergé egg, they killed a Fabergé chicken. And yeah. I love that. <laughs> they hunted it down, the most dangerous chicken on the planet. <laughs> I like the movie. Um, yeah, there's obviously a lot racially um, 
you know, problematic with it. And it's, it's a fine romp. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. If you take it at that, but it's, you know, bad if you're looking for morals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said something that made me think of this. I don't remember what it was, Um, but maybe it was the Jamaican accents. But also, don't have the alien talk. I thought that, like, him, like, recording voices and yeah. using it, I was fine with. But then at the end, when he's Want like, some he's like, motherfucker. I'm like, we didn't need this. <laughs> like, he should have remained silent a little. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I think, I think the, uh, the whole, like, gift for besting a predator would have made, been made a lot more clear if they would have also done that in the first one. And so it's like, if Arnold would have also got something in the first one, then Danny Glover got this one. Like, I think so they would click in your head. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, when you beat a predator, you get a little, you get a little something. Yeah. It's like going to Discovery Zone. You get a few tickets, turn them in, get a... A koosh ball. Yeah. Get a 1997 <laughs> futuristic koosh ball. He's on safari. Lions. The tigers. The bears. Oh, my. Well, guys, did we need this movie? I'm a yes. I think um, I think it was a I think it adds to the franchise. I think it's good, which answers. I think it helps the franchise, too. I think it was, as Ryan pointed out, his uh, recap rating. It was a great way to take the franchise that like we're in a city now, a lot more violent. And the Predator still is like kind of adapting to that, you know, still stealthy, but a lot more violent with a lot more close combat kills in this one. Um, but yeah, it's it's really um, it was great. I was bummed that uh, it took so long for another one to come out, you know, and I think that's one part that it might have hurt is they just put an alien skull in there to be like a cute Easter egg. But then all the fans were like, we want alien versus predator. And I wonder if it I, I didn't do a dive style, but I wonder if it like caused that they were like, well, we can't release predator three because people want alien versus predator right now instead. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, de- I definitely read that it was the same. Um, it was the same set deck people from Alien to put in the Predator um, 2 movie, um, Skull of the Alien. And I don't know what their reasoning was other than let's merge these two in a fun way. L- little Easter egg for people that, you know, kind of pick up on it, but... I love Alien vs. Predator. I don't think I've seen it. So excited for when we get to that next. Hold on to your butt. It's good. <laughs> did we need this movie? That's what we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and did it help hurt the franchise? I think, I think Ryan had one of those giant doobies from the Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, ate, I ate it. So it didn't actually do anything. It's just making my stomach feel weird. Um, yeah, do we need this movie? Like I, like I said, yeah, I think this is like a cool transition from like the first to the second in terms of like the environment and like what everyone's kind of going up against. Uh, did it help or hurt the franchise? I mean, it, it it's the second movie, so it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I guess in some ways it probably did hurt it, which could be part of the reason why we didn't get another one for 20 years. So I'll actually say it hurt it. And I, I was curious because I know this movie uh, like critically got panned when it first came out. So I looked it up, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the tomato meter is 31% and the audience score. This one actually kind of surprised me. It's a little bit higher, but not by that much. Do you guys want to guess or do you just want me to say? I'll guess at 56. I'll guess at, um, what was the lower 31 one? was the like critics. I'm going to guess 38. 
It's 44. Okay. Which, like, this does kind of feel like a movie where it's, like, critics might hate it, but the audience loves it. Because, like you said, it's, like, a cool popcorn movie. But anyways, um, yeah, I think we need this movie. I thought it was cool. Uh, but whether or not it helped or hurt the franchise, I think it, I think it hurt it. Not my opinion necessarily, but I think just in general, it probably did. Fair. I think a sequel was definitely needed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily this one. Um, I, I don't know. I struggle with it. It does have a cult following. So it is popular amongst some groups of people that like the movie. I I don't know. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I struggle with it. If it was, I think it's fine. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. We'll keep it. (laughs) Very nonplussed. Yeah, sure. We'll keep it. And you know what the deciding factor was? That wild sex scene. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean. (laughs) Then she's just naked throughout the rest of that scene. And you see full frontal, which seemed just, just aggressive and. By 1990. I mean, what is she going to do? Put her clothes on? She didn't have time to. No, I'm just saying the camera, like, usually they would be like, ah, and they, but like, she is on display in some of those shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, 80s and early 90s action movies always had to have gratuitous nudity just Mm -hmm. because. You know how it is. We all have a job to do. All right. Should we uh, talk about where it falls for us in the franchise, at least for the first two? Uh, I mean, I I feel like we're going to have a pretty unanimous thought <laughs> process here. One, then two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, so, I thought a quick second of being the counterproductive one, but no, it, it's, you're right. It's absolutely right. <laughs> It's one and two. I, I mean, quality wise, yes. My sheer enjoyment of when I recently saw them, I might go two and one. Just because, like, I think I was also in the mind for something a little or in the mood for something a little more mindless. Sure. Um, I get that. Upon the rewatch. But um, yes. Uh, yeah, no, but that either way, it depends. Ask me tomorrow. But yeah. I'll, I'll call you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a little text. Um, okay, everybody, just take a deep breath. Loosen your sphincters. We don't need any rush hour Rambos there. All right. And I know because you're just the master of recasting. We normally don't recast um, a sequel, but since this is an entirely new cast, we thought we'd do uh, some characters. Ryan, you're so, so good at casting. Did you uh, kick us off with the first character? I'm the I'm the Allison Jones of my own basement. Uh, yeah, I mean, do we have some? Allison Jones, she's cast like every comedy project of the last 30 years. Oh, okay. This is why Ryan's a better community Bridesmaids and every, oh, every single see, thing yeah, imaginable. Yeah. I just yeah. watched Bridesmaids. I yeah, should yeah. She, I'm not even kidding. Like, if you look her up on IMDb, she's cast every single thing. Oh, good for thing. her. We love Allison Jones. Yeah, we love Allison Jones. But Stella, you said, I should know that. But like, and you guys do casting agents. You do such good, good work. But like, I don't know. I don't look at the end of the movie of that. I'm not like, well, who casted this movie? So I don't think you should have known. But Ryan, great deep dive moment. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, All right. Is there a character we want to start with or should I just go with Lieutenant Mike Harrigan? All right. Lieutenant Hike Merrigan. (laughs) Lieutenant Hike Merrigan, played by Danny Glover. Uh, I said Martin Lawrence. Uh... 
I don't know, Stella's not a fan. I think I just lost the crown of being the cast master. Uh, I don't know. I like, I like, I like Martin Lawrence a lot. Maybe it's because he's also played a cop a handful of times over the course of his career. But I think Martin Lawrence would be nice in this role. I think he would do a great job. And I think he would be a little bit funnier, which I think there were certain moments of this movie where like it could use a little more campiness or funniness outside of the cartoonish Bill Paxton that we got. So I'm going to say Martin Lawrence. Stella? Okay, maybe I misunderstood the assignment. Is this people that would have been casted at the time of the movie? No, nope, today. today. Great, John Boyega. I think John Boyega <laughs> would be a perfect casting decision for him. Um, he's hot, he's sexy. He did play a space cop, so he's got that too. Um, uh, I think he'd be perfect. He he would get like, yeah, he speaks for himself. I don't have to speak for him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That way it was great. Yeah, I think that's a great selection. Um, I went with Daniel Baluya because I think he I, I just think he's really good. Uh, I thought like a nope, he played a really good, like intense character. And I mm-hmm. would like to see that brought to an action movie. But yeah, that's um. That's who I put. Solid. Nice. Okay. Um, next character, I'm assuming Gary Busey. We got to recast him. Peter Keys. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Um, so in the original, the original casting for the Gary Busey part was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he declined over some mm. sort of contract stuff and he wasn't getting as much money as the first one. So they went with Gary Busey. And by that law of that casting, how you get from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Gary Busey is how I picked this next one to take over for Gary Busey. You gotta go left field. And I said, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Harry Styles. No, I love it. I just love it. It's left field. <laughs> nice. Also, has played a cop. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think he's just as good an actor as Gary Busey. <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> Stella, I don't disagree at all. That's such a fun casting. For some reason, you said Harry Styles and my brain goes, I see him more as a Bill Paxton. <laughs> but but just as left field. I, I love that. Um, I so this this actor has been in the Predator franchise, but I have not seen that movie yet. And um, I don't care. I love nepotism. I went with if we're going to replace Gary Busey, let's get Jake Busey in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's literally get the same <laughs> acting from the same looking face. Nice. Um, also, I like him in the Frighteners and some of the other stuff he's been in. So. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh, I showed Stella on my phone this because I wanted on the record that I didn't write this down while we were recording this, but I wrote down John Boyega. Uh, to replace Gary Busey. Uh, apparently, if there were competing uh, casting directors on this, Stella and I would have to go toe-to-toe to decide. Uh, we'll have them read both we'll, parts and then we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, John Boyega is awesome. He's great in like thrillers and sci-fi and fantasy. No, not fantasy necessarily. But, you know, uh, and yeah, I think he would just do a really great job in this role. And I think he's awesome. I love that. All good. All good. Did you say you love so that? I love that. Hey. I, think, I think we should all say we glove things more in yeah. honor of Danny Glover. It's true. We should always honor Danny Glover day in and day out. <laughs> that guy fucking kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny Glover.
Lauer. Ryan, what what's Bill? Uh, I'm going to kick off Bill Paxton's character. What's his name? Jerry Lambert, coach of the UCLA Bruins. <laughs> that does sound like a college like basketball coach. Um, yeah. I went with uh, Timothy Oliphant. I think this combines like his justified and his Santa Clarita diet. Like he gets to play an intense cop character, but he gets to also be just absolutely insane while doing it. I get that. And they're both equally as good looking. Yeah, Yeah. I think. Nice. Oh, me? Um, Bill Paxton. I'm I'm going left field again. I think Tiffany Haddish would be an excellent person to carry on that torch. She's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, She would do the dirty shit and like she can get away with it. And like she can. She's just so fucking funny. Like, I just love the shit out of her. I think she would brighten up the movie a lot. Um, She's just, you know, she's a ray of sunshine. And I think <laughs> she'd be great at that. Love it. That's great. Nice. I tried to think of somebody who could match his like really goofy energy. So uh, I wrote Walter Goggins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm watching, like I'm sure many people are right now, Righteous Gemstones. But yeah, I think he would just match uh, Bill Paxton's energy. And Bill Uncle Paxton's Baby got Billy a Paxton. very Uncle Baby Billy Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shame. Think about that. <laughs> That's great. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's what I wrote. That's great. I think we'll have to. I haven't re-listened to the episode. Did I cast him last episode? I think I might have because I also oh, have been watching. No, this is not a negative either because I've also been watching watching Righteous Gemstones, and I'm like, I love Walter Goggins. I'll put him in anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. The final character, Tony Pope. I uh hadn't written anything down. I did write this down while we were recording because Cody said he wanted to recast him. Uh, I will say I originally wrote down Charlie Day just because I think I love his chaotic energy and I, he's like one of my favorite people. But by the I think this movie has decreed it's codified into law that it has to be somebody from trash TV that plays this role, apparently. So I I put Charlie Day, comma, Steve Wilkos. <laughs> I think Steve Wilkos has to play yeah, this guy. Yeah, throw some Chicago talent in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, well, my Tony Pope, I, I went I went comedian direction. Who's going to make me laugh in this role by how real they play it or what they bring to it? I wrote Will Arnett. Mm. I could I just see him playing. Play. Yeah, but I totally, I would also love to see a trash TV person. Yeah. But yeah. I can just see Will Arnett being like rough voice to be like, you know, having that same energy, um, but maybe a little bit bringing that levity that you mentioned, Ryan, especially since it is it feels like it should be more of a comic relief character in a way. So this person, um, I think, would be great. But also, I just wanted to carry on a running bit is Bowen Yang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cast Bowen Yang. Bowen would be great. Um, he's goofy as hell. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would yell at the screen so funnily. And I think, I think that's, that would be so good. I, I love Bowen. Can I say one more person now that yeah. I just Yeah. And I have, I actually, I have two honorary castings, if I may. Yeah. Please. Um, so the Jamaican gang Mm-hmm. as Electric Mayhem from the Muppets <laughs> just based on the huge doobies oh my and goodness. then the Colombian gang, the water tribe from Avatar Way of Water Jesus. <laughs> you and Autumn both making sure Muppets <laughs> and other characters are represented 
Ryan, what, were you, what was oh, the one you were excited I was going to say, uh, if, they're, if they need to cast another uh, newscaster, throw in Billy Eichner. <laughs> just just full-on Billy on the street, Billy Eichner, uh, into the, like, the middle the of a shootout. He's the one screaming, get me out of here! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? He runs up to someone, name three predators. Yeah. You know, no, go, go. Name a woman for a dollar. Name a woman. I love that. Oh, no, he's great. This is a, yeah, this is a great... All of these casts, I think, are really good uh, for like the ensembles too. Like, I would watch all three of these recasts yeah. um, oh, for sure. Patting myself on the back there too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what you should. Allison Jones ain't the only casting <laughs> director in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in Hollywood. We're in Chicago. Anyway, Too late to go home. Stella. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge oh, yeah. fan of both of you. I love the shit out of y'all. Right uh, I love this podcast. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Stella, if someone's looking to not hunt you, but laugh at your antics, where can they find you? Nowhere. Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything, but I also think it should be said. The, uh, there's a double strike happening with the WGA yeah. and yeah. the S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A SAG-AFTRA I don't, I don't know I yeah, started spelling things so you, I made, yeah. figured I should end spelling things and then uh, yeah join your nearest picket line and uh, do what you can to help these people that have lost their jobs and will probably be on the picket lines for months to come um, you can catch me at the bar maybe I don't know sometimes yeah uh, <laughs> Um, oh, our improv group. I thought you just meant. Dry hop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, swing by dry hop on yeah, North Broadway Avenue in Chicago. I'll get you a beer. Great, great beers. Um, no, I think you're 100% right. So, like, we, we talk about movies, and uh, it just should be said that both me and Ryan obviously support the strike. And yeah. Um, listen, we're here to talk about old movies in case no new movies get made until we make right these pay inequalities. Um, that's it. But yes. I'm a scab. I'll cross that. Scab rap. No, I'm kidding. Chicago's a union town. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So next next episode, guys. I, I again don't know a quote, but I think it's stay tuned. It's going to be the ultimate showdown, is what I'm going to call it. I don't know. I don't know what the next one <laughs> is. Well, chronologically, so no, it is. It's uh, stay tuned for the ultimate showdown between two movie icons. Okay. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. All right. Stay tuned. Bye. Cut it off my dick and shoving it up my ass.